Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. So the chosen one has chosen Hollywood, where he'll be given the keys to the magic kingdom, where the bright lights will illuminate his quest to shove the mighty warriors off the game's biggest stage. There's a new... Welcome everybody to the Wank Wank Show. Where's everybody else? Wank 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 Wank. Welcome everybody to the LeBron Legacy Podcast. LeBron James. LeBron James. Oh man. Okay. Um, how's everybody feeling today? July first. Feeling pretty lit, my friend. Oh, man. I'm feeling pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Oh, dude, wait. We just signed JaVale McGee. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mark Spears, JaVale McGee. <laughs> the JaVale free McGee agent, legacy JaVale podcast. McGee and Los Angeles Lakers have agreed on a reach agreement on a free agent deal. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is going to be like a, like a minimum contract, I'm guessing. Yeah, oh, this like team that. is gonna it's just gonna be a fraternity, dude. Um, okay. So before we get to all that, welcome to the Lakers Legacy Podcast, the litest we've ever McGee been. Legacy Podcast. Yeah. I mean, we have been saying lit since the start of this podcast, which is about three years ago, but we have reached the pinnacle, the peak of everything. LeBron James is a Los Angeles Laker, if you haven't heard. Oh. Lance Stevenson is a Los Angeles <laughs> Laker, if you haven't heard. <laughs> We are down Lance. with KCP once again because you know LeBron James, and apparently JaVale McGee is also a Laker. Really quickly, 
Tommy, Allen, I'll start with Tommy. Like, what were you doing when you found out that LeBron James <laughs> became a Laker? Well, <laughs> well, I mean that that doesn't need to be that doesn't need to be said. But I mean, outside of outside of wank wanking, Tommy, what were you doing? And uh, what, what did you do when you first found out? Um, I was sitting in my living room, and I was just sitting there, and I was just <laughs> on my phone as I have been pretty much the entire weekend because I've been very distracted by this whole shenanigan. So I was just sitting there, and all of a sudden I put my phone down, went to the other room, grabbed a drink, came back, and refreshed, and boom, it was right there. Whoa, LeBron signs. And I was like, whoa. And then I immediately (laughs) copied the link, and I texted all you MFs. I texted like people I have not spoken to in like four years. I texted, <laughs> I texted my fiance's mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that tells you how lit I was. Oh my gosh! Hey Tommy, how does this uh, compare to any other Lakers news you've that we've had in the past? Because realistically speaking, outside of Shaq signing with the Lakers, and that happened when we were like seven, eight years old. We have not had, literally not had a signing like this. Our biggest signings after Shaq would probably be, you know, Karl Malone and Gary Payton, but those were like at the tail ends of their career. And then after that, you know, maybe met a world peace. And obviously we were irrationally lit for KCP, but that was indicative of how many, how few signings we've had outside of Shaq. So I guess for you, like, how does this compare to previous Lakers news in terms of free agent signings we've had big trades before but free agent signings we've never experienced anything like like this and that can literally be said yeah I mean it's crazy with the LeBron situation obviously this has just been like a dream right for the last five years and we became like the poster boy team for why like keep saving cap space is just complete nonsense because we kept punting 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 and then we ended up signing Deng and Mozgov and then we were punting again and and it's like, okay, now we created this space. We made a lot of controversial trades last year um, before the season. And um, it was all for today. You know what I mean? And I think what has followed has actually been just as impressive to me. And not to say that any of the guys we've signed, KCP, JaVale, uh, Lance Stevenson, I'm not saying these guys are like the greatest players of all time, right? But these were not the types of like veterans, playoff ready veterans that we would have been able to sign to one year relatively, you know, minimal money for one year deal on day one of free agency if we didn't have a guy like LeBron James. And that's what our team has just changed forever now, dude. It's insane. I'm just now reading a tweet that says Brooke Lopez is a good bet to return to the Lakers. Oh my God. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's just everybody's lining up on one year deals. They're like, whatever, I'll be the I'll be the thirteenth man, I'll play like ten five minutes a game, it's fine, you know? And this is just crazy. Can someone Photoshop JaVale McGee with the Kevin Durant t shirt saying my next whatever my my next journey? Because he just won a championship and now he's coming to the Lakers. It's it's amazing. <laughs> um Alan, same question. Where were you today and how does this compare? <laughs> and I guess if you could also give a little you know, backtrack to how you were feeling just last night. I'm as I'm sure you were just as pissed as every Laker fan towards Paul George, even though we had some inkling that this was happening, but just the turnaround, the quick turnaround. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, one of my neighbors is out of town right now for a wedding. So I have to take care of their dog. (laughs) And I was, um, 
I was letting myself in their house, and I was pouring some dog food, and I was petting Spartacus, the little Jack Russell Terrier Chihuahua mix. Sparty. And yeah, yeah, his nickname is Sparty, and he's super cute. And then I had Twitter open at the exact same time, and I saw Woj's tweet as well. And then I got a uh, text from that MF Tommy over there saying that LeBron James has come to the Lakers. So I will forever remember that I was playing with a dog that did not belong to me when uh, LeBron decided to come to the Lakers. <clears throat> and as far as how um, how this stacks up, yeah, like this can't compare to uh, anything we've ever experienced. Um, all the Shaq stuff that happened when we were in elementary school, we definitely took for granted. So, yeah, dude, this absolutely takes the cake. And, um, as far as how I was feeling last night, um, yeah, I was absolutely, I was in a very, very sour mood, um, especially because I had only gone down to Paul George 80% chance coming to the Lakers. And, um, the fact that it just happened so quickly, um, that he was going to go back to OKC. And then we did absolutely nothing last night. There was, you know what I mean? Like at 11 PM, 12 o'clock in the morning, still like an idiot on Twitter trying to see if something's going to happen. And there was nothing at all. Um, it was, it was definitely a downer. And then, you know, obviously we all anticipated the, the repercussions from the public of, Oh, well, the Lakers couldn't get a meeting again, blah, 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 all this kind of crap. Um, knowing like in our back pocket that, well, LeBron's going to happen within the next few days or so. So it's all good, but it doesn't erase the fact that all that other chatter was out there for last night. So, um, was definitely in like a defensive kind of mood. Oh, totally. very, very sour, very salty. Um, but at this point, I mean, there's no salt at all. It's it's all it's all sugar and, and cinnamon and and all kinds of good stuff, all kinds of spiciness, some <laughs> cayenne pepper, some uh some pepper flakes. It's good. And some wank wank juice. It's yummy, so I was wanking <laughs> so much wanking today. Um Hey, so Oh man, I can't even talk right now. I'm like, I don't even know where to go. I, I just there's catch, so catch many breath, dude. there's so many things going on right now. Bobby Marks just stated that the Lakers signed JaVale McGee with their veteran exception. So it he it sounds like he is a veteran minimum signing and that the Lakers do still have cap space if they want it, because right now their books are held right now by Luau Deng's seventeen million and Julius Randle's twelve point four million dollar cap hold so if they can find a way to get rid of those two for for julius randall it's simple they just renounce him and they have 12.4 million for luau dang they can stretch him and gain 10 million on top of that but if they can somehow trade luau dang for nothing then that's an extra 29 million that the lakers can spend on who who knows we'll get into all of that my story for when i heard about this news today i think is probably the strangest because i wasn't wank wanking though and it's very inappropriate. The next thing I'm next about to say, if I talk about wank wanking in conjunction with it, but um, I was actually have you, I was on. in I was in Culver City. I was with my girlfriend and her older sister, and um, her, her I was with her nephew. So I was kind of like taking some. Uh-huh. Oh, please don't do that. <laughs> Isn't she a Clipper fan? Yeah. No, she is a Laker <laughs> fan now for sure. Oh, um, hell yeah. There you go. Yeah, but oh, yeah. And her, her older sister is definitely a Lakers fan. But anyways, we were okay. kind of doing, I don't know if you guys have been to Boba Guys in Culver City, but there's a Boba Guys there, which is great. Highly recommend the uh, strawberry matcha green tea latte. Ooh, um, that sounds good. Very good. So we were having some of that, but also I was kind of just taking like a mini impromptu photo shoot for her older sister and her very cute baby Kenzo. So we're, I was doing that and then all of a sudden I, I get a text from Tommy and all hell breaks loose and then the whole rest of the day, I am like 
telling Kenzo that he's our lucky charm and that I'm trying to get him to say <laughs> LeBron James as his first word. During dinner, he he, he was kind of fussy tonight, but I tr- I kept doing the LeBron James um chalk. <laughs> what does he do? He just like throws it up in the air. kind of that talcum powder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he like he, mixes like, it up his in hands, his hands. Claps his yep. hands together a few times and throws it up in the air and stares at it. Yeah, I kept doing the LeBron James, spread it into the air, clapped to him and he was so mesmerized and I was like, LeBron James, LeBron James, say LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that did was he? my uh close. He was very amused. Just lie. Yeah. He I mean, totally he did. did. He said LeBron, LeBron's his first word and his parents hate me. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was my day and ever since I've just been Good job Kenzo. Good job Kenzo. You the real MVP. Emerson Kenzo, LeBron James Bringer. <laughs> but yeah, here we are. JaVale McGee has just signed. I think the Lakers have like 14 people on their roster. I guess Tommy, my next question to you is, well, first, who should the people follow, Tommy? <laughs> On Twitter. LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) Lakers Legacy Pod? Give us a follow? Yes. At Lakers Legacy Pod. Please Uh, give us. That's how many more F boys and frat boys are going to join the Lakers. Exactly. At Lakers Legacy Pod on Twitter. And please rate and review us on iTunes. We have been pumping this shit out like nobody's business. (laughs) Who's the next next JaVale McGee, Lance Stevenson type guy? Not saying we would ever sign them, but just in that like genre of personalities hmm nick collison no nick collison's a good guy so I'm, to- I'm totally kidding i'm totally kidding There's sarcasm uh, i have no there. idea i have no idea um but apparently we're gonna get brooke lopez next who knows um the 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 fact that the lakers have around 14 to 15 players and especially if brooke lopez commits tommy there's not room enough there's not room for all of these guys so what do you think the lakers next move is i think from here I don't think it's going to be a free agent signing, and it might be a trade. Um, the latest news we've had today is that Kawhi Leonard is even more adamant that he wants to be a Laker. Stephen A. Smith has gone on and said that Kawhi is even uh, intending to tell other teams that may trade for him that he's willing to sit this year out. He's he's willing to tell San Antonio, I'm going to sit this year out and just wait till I'm a free agent to be with the Lakers. It's clear that Kawhi's camp and LeBron have talked before all of this. So I guess for you, if you can even like be able to reason and think clearly right now what do you think the lakers next move is and do you find do you think a trade is coming given just how many guys we've signed in the last hour or so it definitely seems like there's more right because like you said we've signed like five guys (laughs) in the last in the last five hours after doing nothing all day yesterday and most of the day today um so it seems like something must be coming. We have too many young guys on our team um, to just go out and sign five dudes, like many of whom I, are not coming to be your 15th man. I mean, none of these guys are Shannon Fry or like Richard Jefferson. You know what I mean? These guys are guys who are going to be rotation players. So where does that leave certain other guys? I think that, you know, there were some reports. I don't know if you guys saw. I mean, I know you guys saw. I don't know if anybody listening saw, but there were some reports. Stephen A. Smith, I guess, went on ESPN and said Kawhi is, is uh, there are reports that Kawhi is telling the Spurs that he's gonna, he might sit out the entire season if they don't trade him. And there are further reports that the Lakers have told the Spurs, if you can't, if we, if you can't agree to a Kawhi deal tomorrow, we're moving on to other, to other options. So there could be like a pretty decent chance that something crazy like that goes down in the next 24 hours or so, you know, in which case 
I don't even know. Like, as lit as I am right now, dude, oh my God, I'm going to be diving through windows if that happens. So my question for you is, you know, I, I mentioned... I'm going to get hit by a car tomorrow. <laughs> I, I mentioned to you that the Lakers currently have $29 million in cap space tied up in Luau Deng and Julius Randle. Do you think that they're going to use that as leverage against the Spurs to tell them, hey, if you don't want to do this deal for Kawhi Leonard, then we're just going to sign our next guy. And, and yeah, I guess we're just going to have to wait to see what Kawhi does. I think the Lakers have all the leverage right now. The right. Spurs literally have no leverage. I mean, we actually don't even know the details of what Kawhi is telling them. And and I think we're, I, I, I don't know, I think it's maybe human nature to just assume a, median, a middle ground and, hey, I made my point and that's it. But if Kawhi's team is calling the Spurs every day, like increasing the threats and saying, okay, now he's going to sit out the whole season and we're going to start telling other teams that he's going to sit out the whole season. If, you, if they're being that aggressive, there's literally nothing the Spurs can do except try to salvage the situation. You know, so I, I frankly, I don't know what's going to happen. It seems like we weirdly have... We just have a, such a weird mixture of players right now. Like, we signed KCP and Lance Stevenson, but we already have Josh Hart. But, like, I guess we didn't really have a backup wing, and maybe they view Lance as that, but, you know? And then, like, we didn't sign a point guard. Unless they view Lance as the backup point guard. It's just, like, there's a lot of weirdness, right? So it, it feels like there must be other things happening. Yeah, for sure. And the leverage part for the Lakers also comes in the fact and this this part of the story and, and everything can't be overstated. Um, I forgot who reported it, but it was reported that Magic Johnson and LeBron James, well, Magic Johnson was at LeBron James house at 9.01 p.m. Pacific time last night. You know, it's been stated that LeBron James reiterated to Magic Johnson that he does not need to get he does not need to get Kawhi Leonard for him to sign. And I think that's the most incredible part about all this. That unlike Paul George, who punked out, you know, LeBron James is saying, look, I'm a sign on the dotted line. We'll build around me. I don't need any assurances from from Kawhi Leonard. You don't need to rush to get him. It's crazy to... It's a huge vote of confidence. It's a huge vote of confidence, but it's almost too like LeBron James literally was not only... We we talked about in our last episode that LeBron was side GMing, but it seems like he was already part of the organization for sure, making sure that Lakers had all the leverage, making sure that the Lakers would not give up more than they had to. It's crazy to me how like in sync they've all been, you know, hashtag tamper, whatever you want to believe. But just that part of it all that LeBron James would tell Magic Johnson, hey, don't worry about it. Chill. You know, we don't need a rush to do anything. Let's just build the best team possible. It's just simply incredible. And I guess it just speaks to who LeBron James is not going to punk out willing to sign first, even amidst all of the Wojnarowski smokescreens that we kept hearing that LeBron James needed a another star to commit before he did. And now it's the other way around, you know? <laughs> and this is something we anticipated. Once LeBron signs, everybody will come to him. You know, he's the crux with which everything orbits around. So to get into the details, LeBron James signed a four-year deal, which is, I guess, also the next incredible part about all this. Actually, the most incredible part. He said that this is a long-term plan kind of thing. This isn't another one of those LeBron James mercenary moves where it's I'm going to Miami for a certain number of years, but I'm leaving the option open every other year or I'm going to Cleveland and it's a two year deal and I'm still having a one plus one. He is signing a guaranteed three years plus a player option the fourth year for one hundred and fifty four million. This is where he's going to end his career, presumably. And it's just it's incredible. 
So Alan, I guess for you, do you want to speak upon just like the job that Magic Johnson and the front office did and anything that you've heard with regards to, in spite of the fact that we thought that they were doing nothing, if you could just touch upon exactly what they were doing in the shadows for for all of this to come together in such a quick manner last night. Well, I thought it was interesting. Um, Ramona Shelburne reported that um, the entire Lakers brass said they would get together at the facility around 8.30 And then uh, when free agency kicked off at 9 o'clock Pacific time, they were going to start making their calls and all that stuff. And then the one person who was missing from that, I'm assuming they all knew he wasn't going to be there, was Magic. And Magic was over at uh, LeBron's house in L.A. just closing that deal. And it was like a three-hour conversation. One of the things that really surprised me, according to, I think it was Stephen A. Smith, this is the first time LeBron and Magic have ever sat down face-to-face and just had a conversation. To me, that's like insane that in 16 years that LeBron has been in the league, Magic's his favorite player. They've they've never sat across from each other and just talked with one another. So, <clears throat> and we all know that LeBron has looked up to Magic and modeled his game after him and all that stuff. So, um, I, I think there's so much to be said, and Magic said it last week uh, very explicitly that you have to tailor your pitches to every individual. You have to know what's going on in their heads, what motivates them, what's going to resonate and things like that. And, you know, if there's anybody who understands personalities and differences between individuals, it's going to be magic Johnson. And they sent the right freaking guy to go over there and do it. And I'm sure, you know, they had all the assurances in the world. Um, They've known for however long now that this was a done deal, but, I mean, you still have to have the actual conversation. If they've literally never talked before, you you still need to discuss something. And it's not that LeBron was going to back down from it, but, I mean, we don't know if the 3 plus 1, um, you know, part of the contract was in place already before last night. Um, maybe part of their conversation actually had some sort of influence on that detail. Um, but it's interesting that apparently it was just Magic Johnson, there was no Genie Bus there, there was no Palinka, nobody else at all. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, man, kudos to the front office for sure. Yeah. Um, it, it's just crazy to see, like, like Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance is what, you know, helped make this possible, which is what we all saw months ago, and you just fast forward to this point, it, as you said, it's what we all anticipated, but it's still pretty surreal, honestly. Like, I, I'm shocked, but at the same time... Um, yeah, that press conference is going to be lit <laughs> with LeBron sitting oh, in front sure. of that that Laker backdrop. Also, hashtag leather pants. If you're a leather pants company, you know, get on this. You know, this is a huge tie-in promotion <laughs> right here. Do, do, do we still believe that leather pants was just about leather pants? Don't ever underestimate, Alan? I think the don't ever under... Don't underestimate ellipses was absolutely referring to just the laker brand in general leather pants honestly could have just been a random thing that she threw out there i don't know if there's any symbolism or hidden meaning or whatnot but i definitely think the underestimate thing was with regards to this they knew about where this was all going windhorse has been saying this the last you know week and a half or so and it's just crazy to finally see it come to fruition even with the very clear signs of it happening and the very clear smoke but the next segment i just want to you know open this up for a uh, paul george slander <laughs> paul george slander time <laughs> um, this is mike from the almighty baller network it's nice to have a helping hand especially when it's tax season and that hand is attached to a licensed tax professional with TurboTax live you can talk to real cpas and eas on demand 
who can review your return with you before you file and to make sure you get your maximum refund. They can even check your work line by line so you can be confident it's done right. Who knew confidence and peace of mind could be synonymous with taxes? TurboTax Live with CPAs and EAs on demand. See details at TurboTax.com. Let TurboTax Live be your helping hand. Visit TurboTax.com today. Tommy, you know, obviously the last week or so we had been theorizing about all these conspiracy theories, what they could be doing. I guess from your end, what do you think about what what ended up happening with Paul George? And I guess it just goes to show you that maybe it's it isn't always that tangled or maybe most of the time it's not this house of cards game theory sort of thing going on in the background. It really is just someone being stupid, which, you know, in Paul George's case, that's what ended up happening. And hey, at the end of the day, if he's happy, it's clear that his bond with Russell Westbrook was very strong and he did this for the money. But the fact that we probably know now that in, in the background, LeBron James probably reached out to Paul George's camp and they told him, hey, I'm leaning towards signing with Oklahoma City. And that's why we heard all of those rumors that all of a sudden LeBron James wants to, or LeBron James is reaching out to Kevin Durant. He's reaching out to Kawhi Leonard, probably telling the Lakers trade for Kawhi Leonard. I think now we know, yeah, those conversations between LeBron and Paul George did actually happen. And Paul George did tell him, I'm going to stay with OKC. So, Tommy, I guess, what's your whole take on that situation? How do you feel about Paul George? For me, it's just kind of like, I don't care anymore. I could care less about Paul George. He's just a blip on the map. For me, it's just, hey, if he didn't want... I, I just can't believe that he didn't want to team up with LeBron James, considering in part two of his quote-unquote special, Dwayne Wade told him about how LeBron James hit him up and said, hey, do you want to win a championship? How about let's do it together? And Paul George decided not to take that on from LeBron James. So yeah, Tommy, your take on the whole Paul George fiasco. Yeah, I think it's clear in hindsight um, that they knew, or at least at some point in, you know, the relatively recent past, they found out that Paul George wasn't coming. When we brought up the KD rumor last time, I can't remember if we did like two last week, but whatever, one of those last week, we were talking about, um, uh, it's okay, buddy. Where'd you go? Get get it all out. <laughs> Tommy, where'd you go, buddy? Get it all out. Sorry, dude. I was like drinking some water and I like choked <laughs> and I had to mute my mic. Um, what was I saying? Something about last week and Paul George. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When we saw these reports that uh, LeBron is contacting Paul uh, Kevin Durant, it just screamed like, okay, the assumption here for so for so long was that LeBron was coming and he was going to come to team up with Paul George. And I don't know at what point Paul George decided, but at some point we realized that this wasn't going to happen. And I don't know. I'm, I, I don't, I, I don't honestly know what the timing is. Like did Paul George know when the season was over that he was going to come back to OKC? I'm really still don't know what to make of that situation. There were reports that, the Lakers actually kind of like thought that they might not take the Paul George situation too seriously when they found out Kawhi Leonard could be available, you know? So I don't know whether to believe that it's just the whole, the whole situation is still weird. I mean, he comes off as a complete doofus, like you said, because he contradicts everything he says in his documentary by staying in Oklahoma city, you know? And the only justification was, I'm sure everybody saw the report that Woj tweeted today, which is that, I guess per the CBA rules, although he signed a four-year deal, he can opt out after the second year 
and re-sign a five-year extension, and it would basically make him like the highest-paid player in NBA history. So it seems like money was potentially a huge motivator for him. But yeah, besides that, I still don't really know. What he did makes no sense. So I hope he's happy in Oklahoma City, but I'm just very confused. Alan, yeah, what's your take on the whole Paul George thing? And can you still wrap your head around the fact that he said no to LeBron James? <laughs> um, I mean, I guess he's just, yeah, like he's motivated by money and... I mean, we talked, and this is just purely speculation, what LeBron said about, you know, certain guys are made to compete for championships, other guys aren't really up for that, and some people were like, oh yeah, like he's definitely talking about Paul George there. We can't say definitely, but um, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's not down to, uh, you know, deal with all the pressure, because if he were here with LeBron, the pressure to dethrone the Warriors would be at a maximum, without a doubt, and if that doesn't happen with Paul George here, it's it's absolutely viewed as a failure by the public. So, I mean, we've alluded to his people-pleasing nature just based on um, what we've observed and things like that. And, I mean, if that is something that is a real hang-up for him, yeah, sure. I guess it makes sense for him to stay in OKC because no one's going to blame them for not making it to the finals at all. If they make it to the second round or... I mean, they won't. they probably won't make it to the Western Conference Finals, but if they ever did, that would be you know, viewed as a huge success by some. And uh, if he's cool with that, then yeah, good for him. Whatever. It's all good. Um, definitely moved on at this point. Um, so it, it's pretty bizarre though. It, it's, it's a bit surprising for sure. If, if we looked back like one month ago or even seven to 14 days ago, uh, I don't think we would have seen him denying this opportunity. What kind of dude just last year would demand to be traded only to the Lakers and then threaten to... Someone who's very easily influenced. <laughs> Clearly <laughs> lunatic. And then not even <laughs> give... Lunatic, yeah, well, yeah. The other thing is, look, on, on one end, I'm glad that he didn't waste Magic Johnson's time. On the other end, I'm like, you didn't even bother to sit down with Magic Johnson to hear them out yeah, after the, the whole year... And you've been saying, like, I've always wanted to play for the Lakers. I grew up watching the Lakers. It was all about Kobe Bryant. Even if you had your mind made up, you didn't want to hear them pitch to you. You've been talking about how free agency is so overwhelming and I just want to really soak it all in. And then everything he's said, not even just the Lakers stuff and the winning stuff, has been contradictory, you know? And it's just... Honestly, dude, I think he just wanted comfort. Yeah, probably. Like, I I think he got really comfortable in Oklahoma with Russ and with that organization, which is totally fine. And if you're cont- if like that is what made him happy, the main motivation, right, for anybody is just to feel good and be happy. And your definition of happiness is going to vary between people. For some people, happiness is winning championships. For some people, happiness is just feeling good or whatever the case may be. So for him, maybe he just really enjoyed his time in OKC. And we don't know how to quantify that exactly. But if that is sincerely how he felt, then it is what it is. That's just what he values. Yeah, and he's entering a situation now where next year, even when Carmelo Anthony comes off the books, if they don't stretch him this year, Oklahoma City really has no way to improve their team outside of, you know, the room exception every year and maybe trying to trade some guys. Whereas LeBron James commits first and understands that 
the Lakers have assets and the Lakers have cap space that they continue to roll over with him already on the team. And each new year, he can remake this team how he wants it to because of the flexibility. (laughs) It's a very short-sighted move on Paul George's part. Absolutely. It's just, it's crazy to me. I'm glad we're going to be able to go toe-to-toe against him. I wonder how he feels at this moment. I mean, he obviously knew that LeBron James was coming, but at the end of the day, I think some of the, some of what went into his calculus here is probably knowing that for a small faction of fans, and I mean small, he's going to be praised as this hero, you know, for doing something that not a lot of people definitely ain't the majority of people. No, no, definitely like not. He talked about, <laughs> but I think he was also thinking about well, if I know LeBron James is coming to the Lakers, even if I sign with the Lakers, I'm still not going to be praised or lauded as much as you know LeBron will, and maybe if things go wrong, I'll be the scapegoat. You know, whereas if I go to Oklahoma City, I am the number one hometown hero. I can get all the praise and I can even have this, you know, special party where I announce to everybody I'm coming back. And and now I, nobody's going to watch his part three. It was so useless. It, it, it's Hell so, no. It's so funny that the documentary is so useless from here and even starting it out. Like none of this makes sense. But you know what? If he's happy, that's fine, and we'll see you in the freaking playoffs if you even make it. So yeah, exactly. I hope that I hope so badly they're the sixth or the seventh seed, and we're the second or the third. Yeah. <laughs> Face them in the first round, sweep their asses. Uh, Tommy, do you have any other Paul George last things or slander to say? No, no more slander. <laughs> no more slander. It's all good about, for him. Hey, it's, it's all, all about good. being lit. We got freaking hashtag Ellie Bron LeBron James and LeBron. <laughs> I guess right now I just want to dwell on all the crazy storylines that we could be having going into this next season. It's crazy that we are guaranteed to be in the playoffs and out of the first round, out of the second round. You know, LeBron versus Kyrie, Lakers versus Celtics. Ugh. I mean, the storyline. Wank, wank. <laughs> wank, wank indeed. Um, Golden State versus the Lakers. JaVale, JaVale McGee year, versus his former team. <laughs> JaVale McGee revenge game. Uh, Such a joke. <laughs> Nick Young's coming back. Just kidding. <laughs> it's incredible. And um, I guess to close this show out, um, where, where, do we, where do we go from here? I do, what do you guys think of the signings? Obviously, we're joking about them and how it's funny that all of a sudden the floodgates opened up. They're not exactly people we would have targeted on a strategic level. Um, Tommy, what do you think about KCP coming back? I, for me, it's all just like these are all one-year deals. And like I said, LeBron can change this team and reshape it however he wants to every new year. And that's the the biggest part of all this. They're leaving their options open year to year without giving up any of the young guys, uh, at least for right now. So, Tommy, what are your thoughts on KCP, Lance Stevenson? JaVale McGee is probably the weirdest to me, but, you know, whatever. They needed a a guy that Lonzo and LeBron could throw lobs to, and apparently Brooke Lopez is coming back. But, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on how they're sort of shaping this team up right now. I think it's very interesting. And it there seems like there's a lot of redundancy on the team, and I'm just trying to figure out what their game plan is. But, you know, they've been talking for so long about how they want to play positionless basketball. And when you look at this roster, it really kind of does feel like that. You know, like, okay, KCP is theoretically as of where things as of, I'm just assuming where things stand right now okay so KCP would be our starting shooting guard but he took minutes at the 3 last year he can handle the ball a little bit uh Lance is listed as our backup small forward but he could easily play backup 2 he played a ton of backup 1 you know over the course of his career so far 
And same thing with Kuzma. He's like our backup to LeBron James, but you think he's not going to get some minutes at like the three or even some minutes at the five. It's just such a weird roster construction. And there's so many guys could be plugged in at so many spots. It it feels like it's just going to be like hockey line changes for our team, you know, like just a whole new set of five guys comes out and everybody plays the same position. Um, so I don't know if, if, if uh, they're done and this is just what they were really just super serious about. Let's play positionless basketball and see how it goes. But I feel like there's got to be more things coming that we just don't know about, especially since, you know, the reports were that Brooke is also going to, uh, come back for the minimum for a year. And if he does, we'll have four centers and that's not even counting Randall. So then it's like, what are we doing? You know? Yeah. So, uh, there, there has to be some other moves, uh, incoming. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy with the KCP signing. I'm glad he's back for one year. I don't know if you hear the fireworks going off behind me. Those are literal fireworks. I don't know if it's for LeBron James, but there are fireworks going on. I wouldn't be surprised. Bon, James. <laughs> um, but the KCP signing, you know, after the jailhouse rock stuff, he shot a career high. I think even with the jailhouse rock stuff, he shot a career high from three point land. And after the all-star break, he shot 42% from three, um, played not exactly lockdown defense, but showed spurts here and there. And I think, and then Lance Stevenson, you know, he may have regressed a little bit the last few years since his career year in Indiana, but he was still primarily known as a defensive player. So it's clear that even though Lance Stevenson can't, shoot that well i guess that's an understatement he's still a scrappy guy who can play defense can rebound the ball like all hell as a as a guard uh and most of all can play make and he can be he's scrappy on defense but he can also play make i think last year um, when he returned to the indiana pacers as a starter his split stats are 13 points nine rebounds 4.4 assists you know um he's a little erratic he gets turnovers but at the at the very least he's a guy who can in a pinch handle the ball and be a primary initiator. And in transition, he's also pretty lethal in terms of those outlet passes and throwing some really nifty, exciting passes. And with LeBron James on the other end of that, it it could potentially be exciting. And if it doesn't work out, he's only here for a year at the room exception. So uh, I guess, Alan, what are your thoughts on the signings? Uh, the Lance Stevenson thing is funny. It took me back to 2014 when uh, in the summer we were like, why the hell aren't we making him an offer along with guys like Isaiah Thomas? And it's just so funny that like Isaiah Thomas was on our team. Lance Stevenson is now on our team. So there's a little bit of nostalgia there. Uh, obviously, incredibly different context now. But man, it's it's just so crazy what like such a short amount of time, um, like what a difference it can make. Again, like Tommy said, when was the last time we had dudes wanting to just flock over here on one-year deals for the chance to ring chase um i mean yeah it's been since the kobe pow era and right before like right when we were getting swept out of the playoffs by the dallas mavericks so just thinking about that and uh where we're at now is is pretty overwhelming and i'm sure over the next few days we're gonna digest it even further it's it's super exciting if the if the roster pretty much just stands pat as is um with so much of last year's uh roster coming back then that would be super lit because we know LeBron is going to be here for at least three years. So, yeah, everybody strap on. It's going to be exciting. On, everybody. Get your tweets. I actually ate pizza tonight. <laughs> Unintentionally. Dude, I mean pizza at night too. <laughs> pizza night. Pizza. Za. <laughs> Get that za. When life imitates. Give me some of that za za. Give me some of that za za. <laughs> Let's get Zaza. Why not? Is that uh, Lonzo's next hit single? 
Zia, get off, get off. Hey, yo. <laughs> Zia, get off, hey, get yo, off. Hey, yo, hey, <laughs> yo. get off, get off. Hey, everybody. L.A. Bron, LeBronzo. It's lit. I mean, I, I think we'll, we'll, we'll leave it. LeBronzo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clearly, we're delirious. Uh, unintelligible noises. Hey, we'll leave it right there. Let you get back to your Twitter. All right, bye. This is probably going to be obsolete in the next 20 minutes when we find out that the Lakers have signed Chris Bosh and Kobe Bryant's coming out of retirement. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, any any last words, guys? Tommy? Alan? Nah, man. I'm chilling. I'm so happy right now. This is... I'm so happy, dude. I still don't, like, don't believe it. It's crazy. What a monumental day in Lakers history. I gotta go make all these changes on NBA 2K and get this season. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. dude. <laughs> Are you guys ready for that Summer League game tomorrow? You know what I'm saying? I am, dude. I'm excited. <laughs> it's in Sacramento. <laughs> oh, Josh Fart's playing in that game, dude. <laughs> yeah, Josh Fart. It's so ugly. Is he being traded, though? That's the question. <laughs> uh, dun, I don't dun, think they would send dun. him to the Summer League and trade him, dude. That's so dirty. <laughs> You never yeah, know, man. Suck. You never know. Maybe that's the explanation for getting another ball handler in Lance Stevenson. Who knows? Just stay tuned. Ah, and uh, so much. I'm legit excited for all the guys who didn't get drafted that we signed, though, honestly. Shoot, man. Wagner's going to turn into the next Dirk for real. It's, uh, Hell yeah. It's going to be sick. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens to Zoo. We'll see what happens to, happens to Randall's cap hold at this point, whether they're just waiting out a Kawhi Leonard trade. I would anticipate that that's what they're going to hold out for. And in the event that San Antonio state holds firm and doesn't acquiesce to the Lakers probably low ball offer at this point that the Lakers will move on and either re-sign Julius Randle or renounce him, um, find a way to get rid of Dang or stretch him and then try and sign a guy like DeMarcus Cousins for one year. Who knows at this point? Sign Nerlens Noel or use that extra 22 million, 29 million at this point, whether uh, depending on whether they stretch Luau Dang or they're able to get rid of him on... Well, at this point, I think it's one one player. Tommy, do you, is that what you think? Because, I, I mean, they've pretty much filled out the roster. So do you think that if they don't make the Kawhi trade that it's just one more guy that they're going to get and they're probably going to use... It's probably going to be Randall or, like, one more Max-type guy? I think it's most likely going to be Randall. Um, which is great. Which yeah. is great. Which is great. But I, I don't know, dude. Like I was saying earlier, this roster is so confusing to me right now. I really... I don't see where they're going with it. I can't figure out if Kawhi is imminent. What is the package that we're, you know, putting together? I can't figure out if they realize that they can't get Kawhi because San Antonio is not cooperating. It sounds like they're going to look to move quickly to do something else. But what does that move look like? You know, it's just there's so many. I'm just so confused. Rubik's what's going to happen? Yeah, what's going to happen with the meeting we were supposed to have with Clint Compella? Is he still going to meet with us? One-year minimum deal. I, I take him for that. We could just we could start a, a starting lineup of all centers. <laughs> oh man, Rubik's cubing. The Rubik's cubing is going on right now. And uh, yeah, strap on. Are we all taking a sick day tomorrow? That's what we're doing, right? I feel freaking feel like doing it, man. Shoot. I don't don't feel so good. (laughs) My tummy, I ate something kind of funny. Symptoms, litness. (laughs) (laughs) This is interesting. Ramona said some more context to the Magic LeBron meeting Saturday night. LeBron was already strongly considering the Lakers, but wanted to look Magic in the eye and see if they could find a trust before making a decision. 
If we listen to each other's eyes, I'm singing eye to eye, by the way. I just didn't want to keep singing it. Yeah, to goofy the... movie, dude. No, I know what it is. I know what hey, it is. They saw each other eye to eye, right? Exactly. <laughs> so uh, there you go. Um, with that said, we'll leave it right there. Um, stay plugged into your Twitter and all that stuff. Follow us on Twitter at Lakers Legacy Pod. Please rate interview us on iTunes, patreon.com slash the Lakers Legacy Podcast. Throw some money our way because you're just so excited and you're so lit. Yes. Okay. Um, Tommy, Allen, I'm probably going to talk to you tomorrow or Tuesday. So fireworks, everybody. Lit. Oh. <laughs> the hell? I, that, 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 was, that was my post wink. <laughs> okay. All right, we're done. Let's go. <laughs>